Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to the show. This is episode 144 of Beyond Synth. My name's Andy Last. I'm your host. I have a bit of a cold. I got it over the weekend. It sucks. I wasted a whole fucking day. There's nothing worse than when you have this whole work week and then you have your weekend and that's the only time you have to actually do something and then that's the time you get sick. Anyway, whatever. I'm here now. Uh, So if you only listen to the podcast and you're wondering why there wasn't a show last week, that's because there was a show. It was The Real Beyond Synth Episode 2 with Protector 101 and that's on the YouTube channel, the Beyond Synth YouTube channel. So go check that out. You know, he did the first one with Dana Jean, Dana Jean Phoenix, and uh, episode two is with Jake Freeman, a.k.a. Protector 101, and we do like a slumber party and watch a movie, and uh, it's a fun show. So that's on the Beyond Synth YouTube page. And today on the show is kind of a different one. Uh, We'll be keeping an 80s with Marco, but today we are just talking about Grand Theft Auto Vice City. We were doing like a regular segment, and then we ended up talking for longer than normal and then I just thought why don't we just do the whole show like this so we'll be talking to Marco uh, just in a little bit and we'll be reminiscing about uh, Vice City so that should be fun anyways let's listen to some music and we'll get this show started Uh, so here's a track from a dude called Thomas Barandon and he makes uh, really cool music and this song is awesome it's called Conception by Thomas Barandon
And that was Conception by Thomas Barandon. And that, of course, was brought to you by uh, Beyond Synth sponsor Zencaster for podcasters. Uh, Zencaster is a way you can record podcasts in studio quality uh, over the internet. And actually, I've been taking listener calls because I did make an announcement that we're going to be doing a listener call-in show and some listeners have been calling in and you'll hear those in a few weeks. But uh, for most of them, I connected using Zencaster and uh, whenever we did... Everyone was always really surprised by how well it worked. Because I guess maybe when I explain Zencaster on the show, it's not totally clear that it's it's just web-based. So it's like you open up Chrome or Firefox and you just go to the Zencaster website and everything's sort of like on the site. So it's not even like software related. You connect with your guests and then you hit record and it records the audio, like all the different channels of every person who's in the conversation and it puts them in your Dropbox. You can edit them together if that's the kind of... Uh, kind of show you do anyway it's really it's really handy and it's really convenient it's called zencaster z-e-n-c-a-s-t-r and uh, you can get 20 percent off by using the coupon code beyond synth at zencaster.com and of course don't forget about retro revolutions on youtube jared he's a great sponsor for beyond synth and he makes cool things by uh, modding electronics video game systems and stuff and he's been working on some cool custom consoles and things like that and you should definitely check it out because it's good stuff and that's uh, retro revolutions on youtube you can also find him on twitter at retro faith games and on instagram at retro underscore revolution so if you like seeing cool modded uh, old video game consoles and things like that uh it'll be right up your alley so check it out give him a follow and a like from me and uh what else let's listen to another track and uh and then we'll uh, keep talking here so here's a fun one by some dudes called carino cat i think it's carino cat or carino cat i'm gonna say carino cat and uh you should check out their uh, their youtube page too because uh they've got some funny videos uh and this track is called speed undercover
And that was Speed Undercover by Carino Cat. And uh, that's a fun one. You'll get the gist of it more if you look at their YouTube page. You'll you'll get it then. There are probably some funny guys. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, there's my lovely $25 supporters. There's Clint Dowling, who I still know very little about. But he seems like a cool guy if he's donating to Beyond Synth. And Joey and Kendra. Hi, guys. What's cracking? Hmm, interesting. I'm just pretending that they're talking to me now. And then there's Gregorio Franco. Go listen to the music of Gregorio Franco. I sent him a Beyond Synth mug, and he took a picture, but he covered half of his face with it. So there's that. And then, of course, there's Chris Dance. I still don't really know that much about Chris Dance. I feel like, do you work in a, uh, you don't work in a factory. Do you work in a warehouse? Do you fix cars? Do you weld? I feel like Chris Dance welds. Who knows? And then there's Jacob Wick with the 2288. I'm not sure what he does. I feel like Jacob Wick works in an office. Am I wrong? Who knows? And if you want to support Beyond Synth like these awesome people, go to uh, patreon.com slash beyond synth. Hey, while we're here, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but the other day I was watching the end of Terminator 2 and I was just laying on the couch and uh, my son walked in and then he started to get sort of interested and focused on the screen uh, for the end of Terminator 2. I haven't shown him the whole film. He's never seen the whole film. He just caught the ending. But uh, he seemed sort of... E- even the scene where Arnold's going down in the thing still was sort of like emotionally impactful, even though he hadn't seen like the rest of the movie. And so I, uh, I asked him to give a review of Terminator 2. So here is, uh, here is my son uh, reviewing Terminator 2. So we saw the end of Terminator 2. So what did you think about that? The end was practically dumb. No, why, why are you talking in that voice? Talk in your normal voice. Fine. It was... No, I'll talk in your normal <laughs> voice. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you're a real card. All right, what's... Uh, so what do you think? So they were driving in on a truck, right? What was yeah. inside that big truck that snapped in half? Oh, there was there was a poo inside it. <laughs> I was kidding. There was a soul liquid man. He's called the T-1000. Oh, you mean the T-poo-poo? Yeah, I mean the tea poop. <laughs> the truck smashed in half, right? And then the liquid uh, nitrogen went everywhere. And then what happened to the T-1000? He got frozen. He got what? Frozen. Why are you saying it in that voice? Frozen! Okay, calm down, calm down. He got frozen. And then what happened? The solid liquid was frozen, but he came back alive. Because there was lava so close to him. So then the Terminator, he pulled out his gun and he shot him when he was frozen, right? Yes. Then what happened? He shut it into pieces until he landed close to lava. He came back alive. And then what? And then he pooed. <laughs> and then he was trying to kill them by using his poo sword. <laughs> it turns people into poo. <laughs> so does that kill them? <laughs> they turn into poo and then they... Hey, I got a question for you. And they fart. Okay, and then cause, they die. Okay, because you're a little kid, right? Yeah. What's so funny about poop? <laughs> because it's called poop. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yes, because you laughed. <laughs> no, I just laughed because you laughed. Because I laughed. Yeah. 
Laughception. <laughs> Did you just say laughception? <laughs> yes. What does that mean? What does it mean when you you say "ception" at the end of something? It means. Have you even seen the movie Inception? No. So what about at the end when they had to throw all the they had to throw the the whole Terminator's bungee? <laughs> I'm just getting the whole Terminator's not his butt cheek now. What? <laughs> it's not his butt cheek. Speak English, you dope. <laughs> I'm not a dope. You're a bope. You say I'm not a dope, you're a bope? Yes. What's a bope? A bope is when you poo everywhere. <laughs> it seems like everything to you is when you poo. <laughs> so what happened at the end of the Terminator movie? He pooed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He threw himself in the lava for no reason because the bad guys can use his parts. So, dun dun dun! They can make more Terminators so they can be evil. Dun dun dun! So did? Was it sad? Not really. Dun dun dun! Really not really. When the Terminator started going in the lava, you started asking me all these questions. Why does he have to go? Why does he have to go? That's what you said, and your eyes were watering. How do you know? Because I was looking at you. <laughs> your eyes were watering too. What's well, a sad scene? <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing, Mr. Poo Poo. Hey, I'm not Mr. Poo Poo. I'm your dad. No, you're Mr. Poo Poo. Well, if I'm Mr. Poo Poo, then what does that make you? Mr. Pee Pee. <laughs> you're not a mister yet. You're a master. You're still young. Do you know that? Do you know that you don't get to be a mister until you're older? When you're young, you're actually master. Did you know that? Yeah, because of the parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because of the parents. So, did you like Did you like what you saw, though? What was your favorite part? Him pooping. <laughs> yeah, there was no part where he was pooping. <laughs> and poo. Turned everything into poo, and then it exploded. <laughs> Then what exploded? Everything that got turned to poo. And then they shattered in poo pieces. And then they made poo planet. That shoots out poo. That turns more poo planets. Hmm. So I'm starting to think that you aren't mature enough to be watching that film. <laughs> what film? The poo film? Where they poo everywhere. <laughs> Alright, y'all done? You want to get out of my studio, you goof? No. Turns out my son's a big goof, is that correct? You're a dope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a dope. <laughs> you're a dope. Well, you're a dope. I you're wanted to get a serious Terminator review from you, and you're sitting there talking about poop. <laughs> Come on, you were sad when he got lowered into the thing. Yeah, I know. And you were sad you didn't get it. You didn't understand why he had to go in there. Yeah, because you never asked me why. You mean I never told you why? Yes, that's why I was asking these so much questions. Well, that's a good. That's a good way to get answers. Okay, <laughs> y'all done? Say, this is the end of my review. No, it's not. It's the end of poop. Pooh is now gone forever. Are you Pooh in this scenario? I'm Mr. Pooh and Daddy's Mr. Pee Pee. I need your pants, your boots, and your motorcycle. Baby. <laughs> Listen, if you're not going to give me a serious review, you can get out of here. Fine. The Terminator was sad because he fell into lava because the bad guys will capture him so they can make other Terminators that are evil to rule the world. <laughs> and there was a weird... Wait, no, he's not a plastic man. I thought he was a plastic man for a second. No, he's, he's, uh, he's made of metal. It's all liquid? Yeah, liquid metal. He's the, he's the T-1000. So there's only one way to kill him by throwing him into lava. Yeah. Technically, that was molten metal, but it's, it serves the same function. That metal was so hot that it was glowing, and it was liquid. Say, that's the end of my review. 
That's the end of my review. Watch me poo. <laughs> okay. All right, that was fun, right? I don't know. Anyways, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, listen to another song, and then uh, we'll go and uh, chat with Marco about Vice City. So here's a track from Animal, and this is called Motive.
That was Motive by Animal, who I think is like some young dude. I know he's like a, he listens to Beyond Synth, and I think he probably sent me those tracks like years ago. But uh, hey, man, I get to it eventually. And that was brought to you by some lovely Patreon supporters. In fact, we got a new one this week. It's Hampus ML. Whatever that means, Hampus M hyphen L with the donation of the 1332. Thanks, buddy, for your support of Beyond Synth. I know nothing about Hampus M-L. Is that how you say it? Hampus dash... No, Hampus M-L. Or is it Hampus ML? Or is it Hampus Mula? You be the judge. Anyways, thanks for supporting the show. If I'm saying it wrong, you message me and let me know. And I will correct myself. And of course, there's Chris Saliah Lane with the 1111. Hi, Chris Saliah. Keep it classy over there. I'm watching you. Basically, whenever I'm bored, I go on Twitter and I'll just hit my home button and see some stuff. And, uh, and Chris Saliah was writing filthy things. And, I'm, and I've become the classy police now. And I'm going to be like, hey, man. I don't actually care. I just... <laughs> I'm doing what they call filling time, in quotes. And man, I'm trying to quit caffeine. I know I've talked about this before on the show, but like, I do have a weird heart in that it beats funny. Like, I've talked to a heart doctor man, what are they called again? Cardiologist? And he's like, it's fine. He said it's fine, but it's still weird because I feel it. Like, every day, basically, my heart just does not beat in a steady rhythm. Like, it just kind of skips a beat, and then it does, like, a big beat. And it's actually because the heart is, like, kind of two different things, and they're, like, firing at different times. But the weird thing is, I've never gotten used to it. So it's been doing this for, what, since the summer? So, yeah, maybe six, seven, eight months it's been doing this. And... You know, I'm, I read online about this and they say there's certain things that are triggers like caffeine and stuff. And I do still drink like a few cups of tea a day and stuff. So I'm trying to stop. And yesterday was the first day that I was stopping and I was so grumpy and cranky. It was weird. Like I, I could feel myself being cranky. But at the same time, I couldn't, like, stop it, which was, like, an unusual sort of experience for me. Like, usually I can just be like, hey, fuck this and go do something else. So I'm trying to make dinner and everything's annoying me and my fucking kitchen sink is broken right now. And and then this lady calls my cell phone and calls me a liar. Like, this, my phone rings and then it's this lady just says, yeah, is Jessica there? And I'm like, no. And I... I always put on, like, a really friendly voice when I talk on the phone. I'm always very pleasant on the telephone. Just in case you ever call me, uh, expect that. So th- so this lady's like, is Jessica there? I'm like, oh, nope, uh, you got the wrong number. And she's like, well, who's this? And I'm like, well, not Jessica. And, like, unless Jessica sounds like a dude. But, you know, and she's like, listen, your number just called my house and it was a scam for the CRA or whatever. Like, um, you know, there's people who do, like scam calls where they pretend to be the government and then they try and like fleece you out of money and so i was like nope uh that wasn't uh, this number like are you sure it's like yes this was the number i'm like okay so like someone called you from the cra and said their name was jessica i'm like do they do that and she's like well, well this one did and then she, she was clearly like thrown off and confused by my being super pleasant on the phone like i think she was she was all ready to yell at jessica and then when she got me like it just threw her off completely and i'm like okay well that's interesting uh you know, I'm not. I'm, it's, it wasn't my number, but uh, it's weird that they would call and then say their name and then say like they're from this thing. And she's like, "Well, yeah, okay, I'm gonna hang up now. You might be lying or you might be telling the truth, but you just should know that it was that number that called me." And I'm like, "All right, see you later." And then I hang up the phone. I was I was still in this sort of grumpy mood. I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" 
Like, seriously, I was like so pissed off and everything wasn't working in the kitchen. Then some lady calls me up and like, you might be a liar. I'm like, fuck you, stupid lady. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just fucking random lady. Like, ah. Hey, here's a fun, quick song. Listen, I'm not hip with what the kids are doing these days, and I don't understand Twitch at all, even though Beyond Synth does have a Twitch account, but I don't get it. Anyways, there is this uh, this artist called 1990X, or 199X, who did this Gillette song for Dr. Disrespect. Now, I know Dr. Disrespect is some dude who wears, like, a mullet wig and a mustache, and I guess he's, like, disrespectful when he plays games. I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. But uh, someone sent me this track, and I thought it was amazing, and it's really fast. It's just, it's like two minutes long, and it's a funny song. Uh, it has something to do with Doctor Disrespect. I don't know what if the guy just made this song for him, or I don't. I have no idea what the story is. But uh, yeah, here it is, man. This is uh, Gillette, the best a man can get. that was Gillette, the best a man can get uh, for Dr. Disrespect, and that is by 1990X, 199X. Uh, I still don't know the story of this, uh, 199X, if you want to message me and explain to me what this is, because I am not going to just start getting into Twitch now and watching Mullet Guy, but I guess he's popular, right? Because I read video game news, and so every so often I'll see some story like, Dr. Disrespect is racist, and I'll be like, oh, who gives a fuck? Uh, anyways, we've had some fun here. Uh, why don't we go talk to Marco and uh, reminisce about GTA Vice City? Right, and we are keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. 
Nick. Hey, Andy. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all having a good week. I'm having a great week. Well, what's happened since I last spoke to you? Very good question. <laughs> well, I got a glass of water, and then uh, a week passed. <laughs> it's been a great week. Listen, we're going to keep it kind of 80s today. Mm. In a way, and in another way, not at all. But I recently replayed GTA Vice City, Ooh. and I thought we could talk about it, because I, I just realized, having played through the game now, that I don't think I actually played through it before. What? Yeah, because I didn't own a PlayStation. Oh, so I played Grand Theft Auto 3. I went to my cousin's house, actually. Poly Digital! And I went to his house, <laughs> and he was the one who introduced me to Grand Theft Auto 3, and I remember having my mind blown, like, just going, like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then I was in college, so I had friends with PlayStations, and so I would sort of be, like, you know, in their dorm playing Grand Theft Auto, but I didn't actually own it myself. When I had roommates, when I moved out of college, uh, my roommate had San Andreas, and so I played San Andreas because that was the current Grand Theft Auto game. And then after so many years, I kind of thought I played Vice City just because I was very familiar with the game. You're just trying to be cool, I know. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, I was posing because people were just like, you know, I'd go to parties and they'd be like, you played fucking GTA Vice City? And I'd be like, yeah. And like, come on in. And if you said no, they'd fucking <laughs> kick you in the balls. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was weird. Like as I was playing it, I'm just like, oh, wow, there's a lot I hadn't seen. Like there's a lot of characters I hadn't seen because I really hadn't uh, played through the game. And so, But it's uh, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. <laughs> It's like my favorite game of all time. I uh, I finished it 100%. I got everything. I got all the hidden packages, jumps, all that shit. I was obsessed with that game. I literally spent like six... No, I think it was about eight months of my life, just all my spare time playing it. I just loved exploring, just driving around, listening to music. Uh, it was a game that defined me, for sure. It was me. I will say, though, playing the game now, so I did play it on a PS4. Yes. The original trilogy was on sale for like 15 bucks, and it's been one of those games that's been on sale eternally uh, on the PlayStation Store but finally it was on sale for a cheaper price and I was like ah right. fuck it like I just gotta do it so what what caught me off guard at first is the controls in this game are fucking nuts what do you mean they, they don't make any sense it's a crazy game control wise yeah. Why? What do you? The think? original control style in Grand Theft Auto is bonkers. Again, there's a game I can't talk about. I know there's people who cannot play certain shooters on the N64, but to me, <laughs> the N64 is basically it's dual analog. Like it's not it's not any different. The yellow buttons is your one joystick, and the other joystick is your your other analog stick. Like it's it makes sense to me because that's the way new shooters are now. But with Grand Theft Auto, there's so many things that we take for granted now in the series, like the new games. Especially like when I'm playing five. Yeah. When I go back to the old one and go like, oh, you can kind of only jump out of your car if you're going really fast or stopped. All right. So that's one thing. Like if you press triangle, nothing happens unless you're actually driving fast. Fair enough. Or if you're you're not going anywhere. You don't actually aim when you shoot. So like if you just have a pistol you just sort of lock on to people with L1. Well, there is... Most games, a lot of games do have that lock-on function, even new ones now. You can turn it off and on, though, you know. Um. Yes, but in this game, that's the only way to kind of shoot people effectively with the pistols and things like that. It is true. It's very hard to aim in that game, yeah. So it's really crazy going back to it. Like, that took me a long time. In fact, I was just trying to play through the game for fun, so I actually used cheats to beat it because there were certain missions that I actually couldn't play the controls were too crazy for me like the shooting didn't make sense and then the aiming when you would get guns that had aim 
you would automatically shoot to like a first person view so you couldn't walk and aim at the same time right that's a right. a thing that came later i think this was the game where they introduced shooting tires which was was cool because that's like yeah yeah that's right and you can't save unless you actually go to a save point every time you die in a mission you have to drive to the person who gave you the mission again or take a cab that's there watch the cutscene again so like there's certain missions that like i was having trouble with mm-hmm. and i got really frustrated by just having to go back to the person mm-hmm. and you i mean you can skip the cutscene but you have to go through the whole process of like fuck i drove across mm-hmm. town and died now i gotta go all the way back to the stupid junkyard and talk to gary Busey. fucking and i gotta do this whole process again <laughs> basically there's there's lots of ways that the franchise has improved uh over the years but um listen since we're going to be talking about this for a long time, and maybe what I'll do is I'll play a track, and then you can do the next one. So here is a song, which is an oldie but a goodie. I've been going through my playlist, and this song popped up, and I was like, this is a great song. And this is Time Cop 1983 with the track Mercury.
And that was Mercury by Time Cop 1983. And that was brought to you by my lovely $10 Pattersons, my Patreon supporters. There's Fraser Davidson, new donor this week, The Patch Bay. Go check out The Patch Bay. It's like a site where you can buy, like, uh, samples and things. Is that true? I feel like that's kind of what it is. The Patch Bay. Anyways, go check it out. Go check out The Patch Bay. And uh, thank you, The Patch Bay, for supporting Beyond Synth. And then there's Blake Peterson, Ken Giroux, Martin Larby, Hexenwork, Digital Dreams, Power Loader, Trevor Resnick, and Polly Digital. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And uh, I'm back here. I'm with Marco. We're talking about GTA Vice City. So... Like, for you, what were some of the things that you dug about Vice City? Well, it's the first game that that, would, that you could have bikes as well. You could control, use bikes. Well, they, they actually featured bikes, and you could ride them. Yeah. Which was a big thing for me, too, because I was like, oh, man, I love motorbikes. It's so much fun doing wheelies and, you know, and all that shit. Plus, it's, I don't know, it's just easy getting on and off, and you can shoot forwards while you're on them, I believe, and, and all that stuff. So How did it work? The, the, the drive-by function in this one is you hold L and you shoot sideways. So you shoot whatever's to the left or to the right of you. You. Yeah. So if, you, if you're doing like a drive, because like obviously in new GTA, you you totally like free aim. Like you, you have a dot that you move around and shoot wherever you want. Well, I thought you could on the bike shoot forwards, but you played it more recently than I have. So you, you would Well, I don't, no, I don't ride bikes in GTA Why? because the physics in these old games make no sense. So like you'll be riding a bike. Oh, you bump into like the curb and then you'll just go flying sideways like meters like where it doesn't make any sense because there's the physics don't really make sense in these old GTAs. You know, you'll be driving and then if someone like bumps into the back of your car your car will always sort of spin and leave you facing the opposite way you want to go so somehow like the game knows it always knows oh you're heading here well if you get into an accident you're gonna spin and be facing just backwards always always if you want to turn right it's gonna fucking shoot you left it's crazy how it's like it knows also what i miss is uh, gps from the new games so in this one like you know wherever you have to go you actually have to kind of know the map well i have to correct this i'm sorry i have to interrupt i'm looking at it online and you can only shoot forward with certain weapons with uzis uh you can and it is required with certain rampage missions. So, uh, just sorry, I had to correct you there. But only only with the Uzi, I believe. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, because I, I don't ride, I, I don't ride the bikes. Like, I find obviously people used to say this about the old GTA games. It's like they were a lot of fun because you can do whatever you want, but the individual things in them are not perfect. No, so, no, like, the not. shooting isn't perfect, the driving isn't perfect, the on foot stuff isn't perfect. But the cool thing about GTA was that you could do it all. And so mm. uh, Grand Theft Auto games are always more compelling to me, even when someone would say like, yeah, but the driving's better in like driver and, you know, like the shooting is better in, you know, whatever third person shooting game there was. But for me, it was like, yeah, but I like that it's, you know, in a contemporary setting and that in that you can get out of a car and, and shoot and do all that stuff. Mm. But I do have to say now, like GTA games now, the new ones, everything works fine. Like the shooting feels great. The driving feels cool. The physics feel correct. Yep. So like in, in new GTAs, like whenever I crash... It doesn't frustrate me 
because I'm like, yeah, that's what my car would have done if I tried to turn that corner that fast. Like, it makes sense. Whereas, like, in the old GTA, it's like, I'll accidentally, like, hit the back of someone else's car and then I'll just suddenly, like, just shoot through the air sideways and, like, why did I just do that? Like, mm. just the physics just don't add up. So I did have to use cheats, like I say. Like, uh, uh, you know, people can be ashamed of me all they want, but, like, I had to. Like, there's some, there some missions, and we'll talk about them, like, the most frustrating ones that I had where I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna... I'm not doing this. Like, I, I had to put the game in slow motion. Yeah. I had to, you know, like, and then constantly be refilling my health because, like, the camera angle... Because in new GTA games, the camera is behind you and you can rotate it around you like any third-person game, but in the old ones, you can't. That's right. So sometimes you just walk into a, a corner... And people are shooting at you, and you literally just can't look at them. And I'd be yelling at the screen, just like, fucking turn around! Like, turn around! Like, and he just wouldn't turn around, and then he'd get blown away, and I'd be like, fuck. So I'd have to put the game in slow motion just to, like, give myself time to, like, adjust the camera and try and get the guy out of the situation. One thing that was perfect about the game, though, that they did nail it 100%, was the fucking soundtrack, though. We couldn't yes. all agree on that, Yes, I think, yes, of right? course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, the game... I still like the game because of the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, it's incredible. I would love for them to do a new GTA that takes place in the 80s like that. Well, did you see that the the rumor is, and it's starting to get a lot of traction, is that uh, the next GTA, GTA 6, is going to be Vice City. Have you seen all the stories, all the articles about that? I mean, that'd be cool. It'd be weird. Why? It would be weird for them to go back in time now, because like obviously with a new game, you have more options in terms of well, you've variation. Got phone, you've got internet. You got, you got. I know. There's a lot more options, and you can have but, you can have retro yeah. guns because it makes sense because you're living in now in the current time. But, but so in, what? In, Don't be so negative, Andy. It would work. I mean, they've they've gone back to like many of the. <laughs> old, I'm the negative you know, guy. They've gone back to San Andreas, haven't they? They've gone back to. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's like it happens. It's going to go back, but they can do it. They can do it really well this time. I know all I know. these issues that you have with it now, they can be gone, Andy. They yes. Can be gone. Well, I mean, this was what I'm. What I'm basically saying is, I'm just saying these are the technical issues that I had. Yeah. That at first I forgot about. There have been so many incremental changes in the GTA games over the years, and each game adds a new feature. And then when you go back and play the Part Three or Vice City, you really go like, oh shit! Like I forgot that the driving doesn't <laughs> make sense, and I forgot that you have to press X to go instead of the triggers. That's true. Anyway, listen, let's uh, play me some music. Well, it almost feels like I should be playing something from the Vice City soundtrack, but uh, we don't want to get pulled down off SoundCloud, do we? So, mm. uh, All right, well, I've got a new song uh, here from uh, Henrik Johnson. His name is. Sounds Swedish. I don't know if he is or not, but uh, the song's called California, and this one's... Um, it's just got a real innocence uh, about it, I find. And it's something really uh, pure 80s. And, um, yeah, it's really nice. All right, man. Well, let's check this out. This is Henrik Johnson with the track California.
And that was California by Henrik Johnson. And that's a fun track. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon Pattersons. Uh, my $10 Pattersons. There's Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, Mike Shima, Ashley Keegan, Greg Smith, fucking slunks, Will Lowe, Winfield, and Colin Bennett. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And uh, and that, of course, was Marco's pick, but it was a great song. And we're back here talking about Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And now since I've gone over all of my technical problems I had with the game. What are some of your, like, fondest uh, memories of Vice City? Oh, I have so many. I have so many. Where do I start? Okay, um, for me, I think one of the best moments of the game was very early on when you get uh, start the party mission, and that Hall of Notes song plays, Out of Touch, mm. and they're all on the yacht, and they introduce you to all the characters, and I just thought, man, this is like a movie. This is mm. brilliant. I mean, the mission itself is pretty lame. I mean, you just have to drive around uh, Mercedes, Cortez, or whatever, to the club. So, I mean, it's, it's not really a great mission, but just, just the whole cutscene, I just found... Incredible, you know. That's one of my favourite cutscenes. I also really liked... <laughs> I really liked the club. I mean, it obviously reminded me quite a bit of the club from um, Scarface. Oh, yeah. And I just love going in there and doing stupid shit. Like, you could just shoot most of the people on the dance floor, yeah. right? <laughs> They're all on the floor bleeding and blood everywhere. And, and the other people are just still just dancing, you yeah. know? Like, it's like... <laughs> I don't know how many times I did that. I loved it. And then the police are obviously waiting for you outside every time. But Yeah, and that's some classic AI right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so many good things about it. I, I, it's just funny. I, like, I have so many fond memories of playing it with my friends, and they weren't such 80s freaks as I was, you know. Mm. I would be doing a mission, and, like, a great song would come on, like, you know, Broken Wings or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, I can't pull over until the song's done. And everyone's <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? You just drove past. And I'm like, I just want to wait for the song. Like, fuck, man, you know? So I used to piss people off when I played. It was a game I played on my own. I mean, the atmosphere is great. I, just because I love Scarface so much. So I love just the blatant Scarface yeah. things in the game. Obviously, the mansion that you acquire from uh, yes. the first dude. Uh, and the 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 club the uh, what is it it's 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 the same it's the Malibu club because it's Malibu because it sounds like the Babylon like it's the same syllables and it's like the exact same fucking design and you're wearing like the same looking suits I loved all those details it's great that's why I would love to play a a new version you know like it'd be really cool to have all those sort of Scarface type elements like but with like good graphics and stuff it'd be uh, right. it'd be really cool it would be I'm trying to think like for me do you have a favorite mission do I have a favorite mission I I liked. Some of the missions that focused on that band, you know, where you meet that like ah, that love fist, yeah. But there was one that really annoyed me, and I think it was the one where you had to drive drive them. They're so annoying, aren't they? Oh, there's the one with the bomb. Oh, the bomb. Yes, yes. Where yes. the car is going to explode, and you have a time limit, and you have to drive fast. But the driving is so shitty in that game, so you can't stop for any reason. And so I, I had like their speeches memorized. <laughs> yeah, because you just had to hear it over and over again and you have to drive them and the car is going to explode and any little fucking fuck up 
the car would blow up. And so it was so frustrating when you were so close and the meter was so close and then all of a sudden some an obstacle would just appear in front of you because sometimes things would just appear in front of you in old GTA games, right? Like yeah. it, you're just driving and all of a sudden a car just comes out, like whatever. Yeah. And, and the second you hit it and I would just be like, fucking no! And I'm trying to speed the car up but it wasn't good enough. Like even though you're revving the engine, the stupid bomb meter just moved faster than you did and you're like, fuck. And that one drove me nuts. Oh, wow. Man, time for a well-earned drink. Are you finished? It's a hundred yards to the road, man. Better make it a large one, then. Hey, Tommy, change the tunes, man. But I love the voice cast, too. Like, I, I forgot some of the voice cast people, like I said, like fucking uh, Gary Busey, I forgot, was in the game. Mm. So that was funny. I figured the little dude was was Luis uh, Guzman, I think is how you say his name. Yep. Just because they almost made him look like him, too. So I was like, I, I just assumed, because he has a, kind of a distinctive voice. I didn't remember the fucking Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds? Yeah, he plays the fucking Avery. That's the the fucking wow. the, the Texan dude. Yeah, yeah. There's just lots of fucking voices in there that I was like Tom Sizemore, obviously, and Ray Liotta. Yeah, and then fucking uh, what's his face? The dude from Miami Vice. He like I love that like the guy who plays the character that looks like. Why do I always forget stupid Miami Vice characters? Who's Crockett and who's Tubbs? Tubbs is the black dude, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so like he is the voice of like Tommy's friend in the game, and like he looks exactly like Tubbs, and he's wearing like the fucking. <laughs> the purple suit with the sleeves rolled up and stuff and what I found interesting was having not played the game really like in detail Mm -hmm. was how much stuff I thought was new for Grand Theft Auto but that they had done before Mm -hmm. for example like in Grand Theft Auto 5 the character of Michael is big into movies and so you end up doing some missions for like a movie studio executive dude and I forgot that I want to call him Ray Liotta (laughs) that in this game Ray Liotta like there is also like you know there's those missions you do for the movie studio where the dude's trying to like film the porno and they have like that moon landing set <laughs> yeah that's right and you do some missions for him that are like you know film business related missions and also when you buy the malibu club you're essentially doing a heist from gta 5 because it's like a multi-tiered mission where because the heists when they built up heists in gta 5 and essentially what they were was just a bunch of small missions that then connect and lead you to a big mission so it was like if you're gonna rob the jewelry store you have to do the mission where you like steal the the gas to knock out the people then steal the vehicle and then get the outfits or whatever like you had to do a bunch of small missions Mm -hmm. and to acquire the malibu club property it's like you had to do a mission to get the team together so you had to like meet the guy who's going to have the guns meet the guy who's going to be the driver and then you end up doing the big heist where you rob that bank so it was interesting to me because i was playing that going like hey this is like the precursor to the heists in like uh in gta 5 and i forgot or i guess i didn't forget I didn't even know that like that was an aspect of this game. So uh, that was interesting to me. Yeah, another one of... Uh, oh, jeez, I don't even know which mission it is. I'm trying to figure out, remember what it is. But the one where uh, it's one of the Diaz brothers or whatever, you chase him on the street and you got to take him out with a chainsaw. It just You know how that's really quite a uh, the scene from Scarface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. that we talk about a lot. I love that mission too. I just, I just love the Scarface references. You know, I really do. They make me happy. I mean, that's why I loved uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 because I loved that they had the Scarface score in as one of the radio stations. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm driving around all the time here uh, listening to uh, the Deborah Harry songs and that. And uh, rush, rush, rush to my yeah. She's <laughs> on fire. Yeah. I love those songs, man. Uh, listen, play me. Sorry, you're getting me excited. Uh, yes, I, w- I would like to play something. Uh, I've got. Thanks for asking, Andy. Mm. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've got a new track out from Vandal Moon. 
It is called Baby Sounds, and it's a special FM Attack remix. Uh, I believe it's coming out at a later point on an album uh, in April, but I'm not 100% sure. But uh, this remix is really good. It's just like perfect new wave sounds. Cool, man. Well, this is Baby Sounds by Vandal Moon, remixed by FM Attack.
that was Vandal Moon with the track Baby Sounds, the FM Attack Remix. And, uh, and that's a cool song, and that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's the Rosconian with 777, Lucky 7, and Skywolf with Lucky 777. That's why your names were in green, by the way, on the Real Beyond Synth credits. And then, of course, the donation of the Beast. These are the people who donate 666 uh, every month on Patreon. It's Ross Pentland, Moose Nux, Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, and Orlando. We've been doing um, listener call-ins. And you haven't heard them yet, but I've actually spoken with a few listeners who have phoned in. I'm going to be playing those on an upcoming show. And Orlando has told me how to really pronounce his name. So it won't come as a surprise when you hear the episode where I chat with him. But it is Orlando Rodriguez Nafe. So there you go. And then there's Till Wild, Straylight, Renton Brax, Carm, and Lucas Ceballos. Oh, and here's a new one. 669 from Hugh Jones. Maybe I should come up with a jingle for 69. We all know that's a very important number for people. And uh, rounding it out with 617, it's Polar Wildcat Studios. And we are back, just uh, sitting around, having fun, talking about Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the game. And it's a good time. I'm trying to think now, some of the missions that drove me nuts. It's weird, because I asked you, like, what you liked. And it's funny, because when I was playing, it's like, I only have memories of the missions that annoyed me, because you had to play them over and over again. I have repressed memories a lot, so I think I shut that stuff out. <laughs> so there was there was this one mission, dude, where you have to. I think it was for the movie studio. You had to drive to like the center of town and turn on some spotlight or something, and you're on a motorbike, and you had to drive up some stairs, go into an elevator, go into an office building, and then you had to like drive building to building mm-hmm. on ramps. And so you would drive, you smash out a window, and then you would. You would drive on a building and then you'd go up ramps and you'd have to go fast enough so that your bike could carry to you to the next building. And that mission, dude, fucking drove me nuts because it was hard because the driving is fucking terrible and the bikes, like, you had to get enough speed and every time you failed the jump you would fall to the ground, which means you would have to drive back to the original building and go all the stairs and do the whole thing again, and you are on a time limit, so you only had a few chances to do it before, like, the daylight would happen, and then it would be like, you you can't do the mission anymore, and then you'd have to drive back to the studio, and I know there was a few places along the way when you play the mission where you could drop down some stairs from a building, and so, like, if you were, like, halfway done, you didn't have to go all the way back to the beginning, but I remember that one drove me nuts like and my son would even walk in and like are you still doing this mission yeah the timed ones the time ones always bother me i hate that shit when there's a time the pressure i don't know it always fucking gets to me i agree yeah yeah but i, I think you mentioned that one before the one we were in the car was probably the most annoying one with the love fist and and with a bomb and they're just fucking they're so annoying you know with the dialogue <laughs> Uh, what the fuck was the other one, man? Oh, I remember the one. Holy smokes. It was the one where you have to save your fo- your your friend. Right. Remember where he gets kidnapped? Yes, yes. Well, Lance Vance, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you have to go to the junkyard to save him. Yeah. Each time there was a frustrating mission, it was because they were designed to be hard. But yeah. since controlling the game is so difficult. See, maybe some of these problems might be worse now because the controls are not very intuitive. Mm-hmm. And so my brain would never naturally do... like I. Just just couldn't get a handle on the controls like i just never could so with the the mission i hated on the motorbike it was because the driving controls didn't make sense to me and this mission was all 
about shooting and hiding because like you're you're surrounded by tons yeah. of guys with machine guns and so you have to be like a good shot and like this game it's very difficult to be a good shot just because <laughs> it's just so hard to shoot so I had to do this one a few times. There was even one time, too, where, like, because he's tied to a chair and you have a time limit again. Yeah. Where the longer you take, he gets closer to death. And I think one time, like, I saved him, but then I did something stupid that triggered an explosion that killed him. (laughs) And I was like, you fucking asshole. In fact, (laughs) that happened to me when we had to rob the bank. The Malibu Club one, when we had to fucking rob the bank. That one's a tough mission, that one. Yeah. We got out of the car and had to cross the road to go to the bank, and one of the fucking idiots got hit by a car and died, like, in one hit. And I just remember, you fucking piece of shit. Like, I wasn't even controlling you. Yeah, he died. And then, like, I had to go all the way back to the beginning and start the stupid bank robbery again. And it was so annoying because, like, it was such a stupid random event that killed him. It was just like, fuck you. A mission that I had trouble with, I think at the time I really had trouble with Demolition Man, which was you have to blow up a building using an RC helicopter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Talk about controls. I had trouble controlling the helicopter. But um, I remember at the time it frustrated the hell out of me, but then I don't know what it'd be like playing now. Another mission I really liked, The Fastest Boat, where you steal the boat. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so pleased with yourselves now, huh? <laughs> Whoa, what's where you're waving at thing? No more pigeon shit on my car, eh, Tommy? Guess not. <laughs> you're damn right. Now listen, you don't want the fastest boat on the East Coast? Not offhand, no. Me! And I want it to stay that way. Every smuggler from here to Caracas has one dream. A faster boat. Rumor has it the boatyard had just completed such a vessel... For some Costa Rican dickhead. And Tommy, I want that boat. That's another thing I noticed, though, replaying the game. And you can kind of hear it in the in the clip we just played. But sometimes the dialogue was out of sync in weird ways. Like, you know, dudes would be talking and then someone's response would happen. But it clearly felt like the response was at the wrong time. Like the game was triggering the, the things. It, I don't know, it's just something I noticed. But I was thinking about the mission that sort of took me the longest. And... When you're picking up the members of the team to do the bank heist, yes. there is th- this was the one I think that took me the most time was you had to beat the guy in a race and you had to use like a particular car like you got put in like a shitty car and you had to just win a race against this dude but then the cops got called because they go like an illegal street race is happening and then you have like a two star wanted level so like cops chase you too mm-hmm. this one drove me nuts because essentially to win the race you kind of have to like knock the dude's car off the road in order to get an advantage and then you just have to make sure you don't fuck up for the rest of the time but like any little fuck up will and then there's things that are purposely put in your way to make you fuck up so there's one part where two cop cars come out of nowhere and block the roadway and if you don't turn at the exact moment you hit them and then you totally like fuck up your momentum in the race so I eventually beat him by he was ahead of me and I drove and like hit hit the back of his car so that his car spun out but then if if you hit his car the wrong way you would spin out and Dead. That that one was the one that took me the longest. Where like I just remember my son always walk. It took me a few days. Yeah. Yep. Where like he'd literally just come in and be like, "Oh, you're still doing this mission?" And I'm like, "Shut up!" Like, yes. <laughs> and I even cheated, and I had a hard time. I put it in slow motion, <laughs> and I still couldn't fucking do it. And well, uh, you're getting old now, so you know your hand-eye coordination isn't what it used to be, too. So yeah, no, that's that possible. That's possible. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, but the soundtrack is great, so that is <laughs> that is the plus. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I finished that one 100%. Vice City Stories, I finished 100%. I'm not sure if you ever played that one, uh, which was set in... The, obviously, I played it because it was set in the same uh, uh, Vice City. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was pretty good. But then I, I didn't finish 100% on San Andreas because that one was just ridiculously hard. I mean, you had marathons to run and shit. Mm-hmm. Then Grand Theft Auto 4, I finished 100% too, and that was a fucking nightmare to get 100%. Some of the things that were really difficult to achieve the 100% were doing the um, uh, the vigilante missions and the ambulance missions and that. They were, fuck, those things drive you nuts, Andy. One fuck up, like if you fuck up bad, yeah. that's it, man. You've got to start again. It takes you like over an hour to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my God, can you imagine how frustrated I used to get? Actually, you probably don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine your frustration. <laughs> do you want to play me another song? All right, I, I do. Okay, but this one's a little bit on the longer side, Andy. I don't know if I should play it now or at the end. <laughs> I'll play it now. Who cares? All right. Well, in that case, uh, this song is ticks over 13 minutes, so I do apologize for that. But it is very good from beginning to end. It's called Dreams Do Come True. It's from the new Amiga Danza album. I'm a big fan of his. Um, the album's called Futura. It is available at Computer Love Records. Um, comes highly recommended. It's really good stuff. Cool, man. I don't think I've ever even listened to this guy before. Well, now you have. Well, soon you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say it too with your accent because I feel like I would pronounce this very differently. Uh, because to me, it is Omega Dancer, and that's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> so here is Omega Dancer with the track Dreams Do Come True.
that was Dreams Do Come True by Omega Dancer. And that was brought to you by my lovely $5 donors. There's actually three new ones right off the top. There's Andrew Tukaz. 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 <laughs> you guys and your wacky names. Uh, Andrew, thank you for donating to the show, man. You're a cool guy. T-Y-U-K-A-S-Z. Tukaz. Tukan Sam. Anyways, thanks, dude. Uh, let me know how to pronounce it so I do it correctly next time. And then there's Rachel Bu- Buchelman. Buchelman? I'm going to say Buchelman. Again, you're a cool person, lady. Yeah, Rachel, right? Sometimes, you know, there's like some names that are guy and girl names, you know, like Kim. And then I just read that story about Fleetwood Mac and they're like, Lindsey Buckingham's leaving. I don't really know anything about that band. And so I was like, oh, the lady's going, but it's Lindsey the man, Lindsey. So there's lots of names, you know, it's like... Anyways, the point is, I'm assuming you're a lady with the name Rachel. But, you know, in this day and age, man, Rachel might be a dude's name, too. But I don't think it is. So thank you, Rachel. And if you want to let me know how to pronounce your last name, I'll say it correctly next time. And then there's Sergio Matai. Sergio? You guys aren't making it easy this week. <laughs> uh, look, uh, thank you very much for supporting Sergio. Sergio. Sergio? Matai. I bet you the Matai part's correct, uh, but the Sergio, Sergio Matai. That's how I'm going to say it. Uh, if I'm wrong, please let me know. And thank you so much for supporting the show. It's three new donors right there. That's pretty exciting. If you want to also support the show, because I, I keep forgetting to mention it, uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Uh, it's a fun place to go. You can join all these lovely people who support Beyond Synth, and uh, it keeps the show running on a regular schedule. And I should acknowledge that... Uh, we just listened to a really long song. I mean, it's cool, but I, I don't think yeah. I don't think I've ever played a 13-minute long song on this show before, and I guess I still haven't because you played this one. Well, <laughs> well, we like to uh, we like to do things differently sometimes. Um, I didn't know how you would take it. I thought you might want to cut the song in half, but thank you for playing the whole thing. I think you'd be quite pleased there too. Well, it's so. it's hard to you know when when a song sort of takes you on a journey. It's hard to it's hard to decide like. Well, I guess I'll just cut it at six and a half minutes. Like, it just wouldn't make mm-hmm. any sense. So sometimes no, it doesn't. Yeah, you got to let things yeah. play, man. I mean, obviously, as you can tell from the sounds, a guy comes from a techno background. It has got quite a club sound to it. I've, I've played many of his tracks in my uh, DJ sets out and about. Um, it really does work well in clubs. So anyway, anyway, we we're talking about Vice City, weren't we? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, you know what missions I fucking laughed? I found really funny. <laughs> every every Grand Theft Auto game always seems to have like some weird ones that they throw in. Like they, they have like an interesting sense of humor over there. I know like in Grand Theft Auto 5, it was interesting, you know, like that the game sort of takes place in obviously like an exaggerated but realistic sort of world and then they had those missions where you smoked that weird laced weed and then you would have these crazy hallucination missions where you, where like Michael would have like a big machine gun he's like shooting aliens and uh, Trevor saw clowns and he's like fighting like all these like clowns and it's just it's just a hallucination because he's high that's right yeah and in this game there's those missions that you do for that like voodoo lady Auntie Poulet that's right Auntie Poulet who lived in like the sort of like the swamp part of the the level yep. and I think she ran one of the gangs and you go and visit her for some reason and then when you're there she gives you like some special tea and then you just start doing missions but you're kind of hypnotized into doing yeah, them yeah that's right I forgot about that <laughs> yep <laughs> what I noticed too when I go back and play these old GTAs the new games are definitely I mean obviously they're super, like they're better like made games but like what they what they do really well is like they actually explain why you're doing what you're doing 
Because mm-hmm. I find when I play the old ones, sometimes you'll be doing a mission and it's not completely clear as to why you're like, you'll you'll go talk to somebody and the cutscene will be like, can you believe it? Uh, you know, Jojo stole my money. Hop in. <laughs> okay. And then all of a sudden you get in a car and then they'll just be like writing on the bottom of the screen that says like, destroy five chicken vans. And you'll be like, <laughs> Why? Like why? What? What? Like what does destroy five chicken vans have to do with JoJo took my money? Right. Whereas like in the newer game, it's like when you when you go to a mission, the cutscene I think better sets up what the actual mission is going to be, where like characters actually explain what's happening. But there's a lot of missions in old GTA where like a character will say some weird sentence to you, and then you just go on some sort of mission that doesn't really feel connected to the cutscene you just watched. I mean, they're just giving you a simple mission; it's fine. But sometimes it's like it doesn't. You're just kind of like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> I talked to some lady and they're just like, yo, man, we're going to get the job done. And then just fucking jump off three helicopter ports. Like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> it is true. And you end up just sort of doing what the little writing at the bottom of the screen told you to do because the cutscene didn't explain in any way what the actual mission was. Sometimes as well, like, you're doing the mission for him. You're like, why am I helping this person out exactly? Like, why yeah, am I yes. doing this for him? Why isn't he doing it? Like, it, it's not even in my interest. Like, it's just kind of weird sometimes. Well, that's, you go, <laughs> why? Yeah. That's sort of the... That's a running motif in all Grand Theft Auto games. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I find the new ones at least are a little <laughs> better at connecting the characters. Yes, exactly. Whereas in the old ones, yeah, there'll be a time where you do a mission and then all of a sudden like a letter will appear on your map and you'll go to that letter and it'll just be like this new person who's just like, hey, can you drive me to the thing? And like, yeah, I mean, yes, because that's the mission. So I will. But like, who, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, you just don't know why you're doing it. You know, but it's fun. I mean, it's a the thing with the old GTA games is they really survive because their control is so crazy now uh, by the atmosphere. And I've always I've always loved the atmosphere of three still like I still love three, even though there's something obviously like the new games. It's very rich in sound design and yeah. graphics, obviously, like there's they're so good. There's almost like a sparseness to the old ones like GTA three. The city is very sort of silent. It has like this. It, there's like one sound effect that's your sort of like city noise sound effect that plays in the background. <laughs> but there's something about it that I still like the atmosphere of it. I agree. I think what I like is. Is, is there's a simplicity it's weird yeah the new gta games the maps are so big the cities are so complex that you you need that gps to know how to get places and i i rely on it yeah what i like is there's sort of a a comfort to playing gta 3 or vice city where it's like you kind of actually learn the map and you go oh yeah like when they asked me to go here i know how to get to the mall i know how to get back to tommy's house in gta 5 i don't know how to get i love that game and i don't know how to get anywhere at, from any place <laughs> at all like i i literally I'm always following that line on the road. I have no idea where anything is without it. Like without that damn GPS. Anyway, look, I want to uh, I want to play a track now. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking. So here's another oldie but a goodie. I love uh, just going through the playlist and then finding these random songs that just sort of pop out at me for no reason. Uh, this is Dynatron from. Uh, you can get this on the Legacy Collection, which means it's probably also on another album. But the Legacy Collection's great because it's got everything you need from Dynatron, and this is Save the Moment.
And that was Save the Moment by Dynatron. And that was brought to you by my lovely uh, Patreon supporters. There's Binkley. Wait, I believe Binkley has upgraded his support. Then there's Sven Bomanis, Citybat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexius, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Jared Glenn, Damian Rudy's, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zycorax, and Brad Neiman. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And um, we're talking about Vice City. And, you know, going back and really thinking of the franchise as a whole... You know, I mean, they've just been really great games. Well, I think GTA 3 as well was, like, really revolutionary. I mean, there was nothing like it before. I, I remember getting it, buying it, in, uh, I think it was in 2001, it was. And I remember brought, bringing it home, and I lived with, like... I lived in a, ha- a big house with a, with, with a lot of housemates, and uh, I brought it home, and I put it on, and there was, like, five of us sitting around, and we're just like, what the fuck? Mm. We played it for, like, all night. And I remember, I mean, a couple of guys that I lived with weren't working at the time. And it, it was just continuously played, 24 hours a day, constantly. Mm. People would go to sleep and then somebody else would just pick it up. And it was like, it was just incredible. Like, the fact that you could just drive around, you could just pull people out of cars and steal their car. You could shoot at police and, like, it was just so free you know it, it, it was incredible um and and yeah we were just blown away by it obviously vice city perfected it a lot more you know and, and added things on that were missing um even even like being able to drive boats i don't think i mentioned that but um gta is on my list of games that are like my pivotal moments you know like the first time i saw mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and was just like oh shit like i'm looking at something crazy here like fucking with real actors and i know there was games like pit fighter and stuff but mortal Kombat was better when i first played mario 64 same thing, right? The second I saw Mario 64, I was just like, what? And I remember, like, yeah, the same thing. Like, I was with my, I was at my buddy's birthday, and he got an N64, and he had that game. And, yeah, it was just on all night. We're just playing Mario 64, passing the controller around. When I first played Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yes. When I first played Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, they were just these moments where you're just like, holy, f- what is this game? Like, it's mind-blowing. When I first saw the sunset in Zelda Ocarina of Time, like, when the sun set, and the music changed, and, and the sun went down, and the lighting, everything, and the world got dark and nighttime... I was just like, wow, like it just blew me away. And Grand Theft Auto 3 blew me away. Even Grand Theft Auto 4 kind of blew me away too because it was such a jump from San Andreas. Graphically and the physics engine, the physics engine in in Grand Theft Auto 4 was the thing that just made me go like, holy shit, like just the way the characters animated when you'd hit someone with a car, the way their body would buckle and roll. Like it was just... I remember I just drove around hitting people with cars just because I just was so impressed by the physics engine. Like, I was just like, I was just like this looks so great. Yep. But I remember when Grand Theft Auto 4 first came out, like, the cars drove weird. I remember they kind of, they controlled strangely. Like, they, it required a lot of energy to, like, make them turn and stuff. They were like boats. It was it was weird. Like, 5 definitely is the best, I think, just for the way it plays. But Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, um, they're, they're all good, you know, in their own way. That's the thing. Uh, and I love it how they're all... I do like it how they're all different locations. I mean, GTA 4, I, I don't know, I love that. That actually sort of started an obsession with New York City f- for me, you know? Like, I immersed myself so much in that game, I spent, like, about a year of my life, and I finished it 100%. Uh, I got all the fucking pigeons, everything. It was it was ridiculous. The pigeons drove me nuts, man, the flying rats or whatever the fuck. But just just everything about it, like, it was amazing, visually, and like you said, the, the physics of it, hitting people, and... 
getting cars and even just like shit like going bowling and <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I spent so much time playing pool I got really good at it you know like just really crazy shit like you know what I really enjoyed actually yeah what's that even though the online wasn't perfect in GTA 4 I did have some really fun experiences because it was sort of like a new sort of thing to play that game that way and I remember having like a shootout with somebody in the airport yes. and it really re- it reminded me of Heat like the end of Heat because mm, like cool. like I think I had a shotgun and a pistol and so did the other guy and so I just remember like running and stopping and like just like shooting with the shotgun and then like chasing them further <laughs> and it just felt a lot like the ending of Heat and I, I, I still remember that it like it sticks out to me well here play me another song and we'll fucking wrap this up alright 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 uh, let me just uh, where's the link <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Fuck, I want I want to get Vitas on the show, man. You want to have what? The fucking dude who sings that stupid song that that uh Yeah, what's his name again? It's Vitas or Vitas? I don't know how you say it. Vitas. Yeah, I only just discovered him recently when Jake shared the link like a couple of years ago or whatever. I was like, "Fuck, what is this?" Cuz it's actually pretty old. Mm-hmm. But uh amazing. He's got this weird, like, high-pitched voice. <laughs> have you watched any other clips of that guy? No, actually, I don't think I have. He's, like, some Russian, like, opera singer, and his voice goes really high. Like, that's his ability. And so, like, in every song, he'll throw in one, like, super high note, and it just sounds insane. It's like, um, you know the movie The Fifth Element? Yeah, of course I know that movie. Yeah, he's like that blue lady who sings the opera song. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. She's uh, those notes that you can't really, you're not supposed to be able to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 almost with the same theatricality of that lady. Yeah. And then also the same kind of cheesy techno music as well. He's very much like that lady. And what is he wearing for fuck's sake? Dude, watch watch more clips of him, man. He's always wearing these fucking wacko outfits. Like, the dude's nuts. He's gotta be on some serious drugs, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I got a song for you. Alright. Uh, Alright, so Level Minus One brought out an album uh, late last month. Uh, really good stuff. A lot of outrun and um, a mixture of sounds in there. But uh, the one I want to play off it is called Activate Death Force. Does he say level minus one or level one? Yes, definitely level minus one. Well, let's listen. Wait, get it right or he'll fucking let you know. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is uh, this is level minus one with the track Activate Death Force. <laughs>
And that was Activate Death Force by Level Minus One. And that was、uh, brought to you by my lovely $5 Patreon supporters. There's Facehugger, Marco Crane and Dunk, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Rawlpud, Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptor, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, and Joe and Lando. Thank you so much for donating to the show. And let's not forget Kai,、uh, because Kai, I just almost forgot. Anyways,、um, that was a cool song, man. I dig it. Although, I know it's level minus one, as you're saying, but I still, I still want that to just be level one. Yeah, well, I can't change that, man. You can talk to him yourself. All right. All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> well, listen, this has been fun chatting about GTA Vice City. It's kind of 80s in that the game takes place in the 80s. It is. What's your favorite song on the soundtrack? Okay, how's that? That's one last thing I want to ask you. Good question. Flash FM would have to be my、uh, easy. Well, there's a lot of good stations, but Flash FM was my favorite station. I, don't, I mean, are you going to disagree? <laughs> Self Control, I like that Laura Branigan song. Yeah, I love that too. That's the, you know what? That might be my favorite. Maybe out of touch. You're out of touch. You're out of touch. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Or Billy Jean. Oh, God, this is actually tougher than I thought. Yeah, maybe I think self control. Laura Branigan's self control might be my favorite. You're not to sound gay, but I actually might agree with you. That was my, probably my favorite on there. there. There's a Talk Talk song on there, but that's not my favorite Talk Talk song. Isn't it? I love that Talk Talk song. My favorite Talk Talk song, actually, I, well, I like the one that、uh, Gwen Stefani covered, or No Doubt covered. Oh, yes, yes. What is that song? That is literally Talk Talk, isn't it? I don't think it is. Is it? All you gotta do is talk, talk. That, I love no, that talk, song. Talk. What is the name of the song? Talk, talk. It's, it's My Life is a song. Talk, talk, yeah. But then Talk, talk also has a song called Talk, talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And there's another song that's called Just a Joke, I think. Just a joke.、Da -na -na. Which one's your favorite then? Talk, 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 talk. That's a good question. <laughs> oh, I also really enjoy the talk radio station. So, like, I like the K Chat and I like the,、um, the public radio where the dude hosts the conversation between, like, the three people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that one. I like all the jokes about public radio and, like, their funding and stuff. Like, there's a lot of good stuff there. When he has, like, the thing where he's got, like, three people on the panel and they're all just insane. Like, I, I love that stuff. I love the adverts, too. Some of the adverts are so fucking funny, man. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Grand Theft Auto's like, satire has always been like, spot on. And weirdly enough, some of the stuff that they're joking about on the radio station is like, really relevant now. <laughs> I think there's a song, it might be on one of the rap. Like the rap station, but I keep on forgetting what song it is. But it has like that cool, like electronic part in the chorus where it's like, I know which one you're talking about. That is a, that's a legendary song, that one, a classic.、Um, what is that song? Oh, it's a massive song. It was huge. It changed everything. It's not this one, is it? Nah, nah this is not the one you're thinking of. I'm going to send it to you anyway. But, oh, fucking YouTube, man. With the fucking ads now. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. That is the one. Yeah. Oh, I got it. First, first go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this、right. is it, man. Perfect. So it's fucking Cybotron with the track Clear. Nice, nice. There's actually some really good,、uh, really good songs on that. On that radio station, Wild Style. There's some really good ones there from the early 80s. And it's got the message as well, Grandmaster Flash, of course. But、uh, Wild Style's got some great, great tracks on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so good. You just can't get bored with the fucking music on that game. You really, truly cannot get bored with it. No, it's a great, it's a great soundtrack, man. And uh, listen, I want to play one more song, and then uh, maybe we'll uh, wrap this up. So here is a track from O Stevie uh, off the album A Fish Like No Other. I think I played a track off this before, uh, but this is another one. This is Meteoric Rise by O Stevie.
And that was Meteoric Rise by O. Stevie from the album A Fish Like No Other. And I'm here with Marco. We've been uh, talking about uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And uh, and we're going to wind this down, but uh, we were just uh, talking about the soundtrack. You know what? You know what pisses me off? I have friends where I go around to their house and they would turn the music off. They would turn the radio off mm. completely. I was like, you're missing out on half the fucking game, man. You're not hearing <laughs> any of the adverts. You're not hearing any of the funny jokes. You're not in the zone. You're not in the 80s, man. If you don't have the music playing, you're not getting in the atmosphere, you know? And that really pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, it definitely, the old GTAs, that's what they are. Because ultimately, they're not good shooting games. They're not good driving games. <laughs> they're not good walking games. What they, what, they, <laughs> what they are good is good satire, a good overall fun experience, and an atmosphere. That atmosphere is made, you know, in large part by the music. I mean... Yeah, fucking nice. When I, when I play GTA 3, I mean, you know, I put on that Scarface station and that's all I drove around to. Pretty much, I... When I played Grand Theft Auto 4, my favorite radio station was The Journey, um, the one that had all the cinematic electronic music, like things like Philip Glass yeah. and things, and and, uh, and that's what I drove around to and I would always hit the cinematic camera button. <laughs> that's right. So when I would drive, you'd get that bird's eye view and it would be playing like cinematic <laughs> electronic music and now I, I can just put on a synthwave channel. But every time I play a new GTA game, like my, my actually my first thing is always to go to the talk radio. I always love listening to the, the talk radio. Like that's my favorite thing on there and how they, they still sort of continue the story of Laszlo and how like he's... He keeps popping up. Although, although Laszlo's not in Vice City, is he? Because it takes place earlier. Or does he do, like, one thing? I think Laszlo is. I'm sure he is. Um, I'm trying to think. Or was he in uh, Vice City Stories? So this is where I get confused sometimes, because I play both, and they're both in the same setting. Yeah, Laszlo's not in uh, Vice City, but I... I think he is in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories, yeah. Even when I didn't play the games, I would check out the radio stations, and, like, I know he's not in Vice City, but I feel like, yeah, it was Vice City Stories. And then in the new games, he's now, like, a TV show host, like, this washed-up, it's, like, the same guy. Because he was in one of the missions in Grand Theft Auto Five when you had, like, you took him with you on this truck and you had to chase down. Anyway. I just want to mention as well, now I'm gonna, I've been, you know, supposed to be leaving for a long time now, and we usually have this problem, but... Mm. I just want to say that also the soundtrack in Vice City Stories is is on par with the uh, with um, Vice City. It, it, it is incredible. Um, um, the soundtrack was really good, and it was a really well done game. It was it was very well done. Anyone that's played it knows what I'm talking about. The story was really good. There was great voice acting. I mean, all that shit was all there. But I'm um, just trying to bring up the soundtrack so I can show you, Andy. Well, I believe you, man. We got to go, so I'll just I'll just take your word for it. No, we're not going. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've been talking for like an hour. We got to go. This is a, I'm not ready to go, man. This is a very long segment with you, so <laughs> it always is. let's wrap it up. Yeah, okay, just quickly sending it to you. Okay, we don't even have to add it to the show. All right, let's wrap it up, and I can talk to you quickly afterwards, okay? All right, all right, all right man. Andy. Listen, it was fun. It was fun chatting with you, though. I guess I better go. All right, all right. I know when I've overstayed my welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, thanks for having us, Andy. It's been fun talking about uh, Vice City with you, mate. Yeah, man. Good times. Good times had by all. I really want to play it again now. Fuck's sakes. All right. Uh, thanks, Andy. See you, everyone. <laughs> all right. And that was me chatting with Marco about Vice City. Hope you enjoyed that. If you have favorite GTA Vice City memories, man, you tell me in the comments. What did we miss? I'm sure we missed quite a bit, seeing as that whole conversation was just me complaining about... <laughs> How frustrating the controls were. But uh, look, it's all good. Uh, Have a great week. 
Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. Uh, remember, you can find all the artist links in the show notes. So on SoundCloud, you just click the More Info button and you can see all the links to all the artists I feature on the show. And if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And that's how you can donate. And also check out the Beyond Synth YouTube page and watch uh, episode two of the real Beyond Synth, which is the talk show, the late night talk show version of Beyond Synth. And you guys have a great time. And I will talk to you next uh, episode. What a fucking awkward goodbye. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash beyond synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.